Hello, everybody, and welcome to a brand new episode of All Queued Up, your review podcast type of streaming services like Netflix, Amazon Prime, HBO Max, Disney Plus, etc., etc. Uh, welcome to also the possibly longest episode of All Queued Up, thanks to uh, FedEx Smart Post. That was yeah, okay. yeah, unfortunately. Uh, as usual, I'm your host, Greg Dietz, and with me is always Maya. Um, I'd say, how's your week been? But it's been two weeks because of the FedEx thing, so... Well, yeah, I mean, for those of you who listened to the last episode, the audio quality was really bad at the end of the show. For me, I started cutting out a lot, and I went back and listened to it, and there was just no salvaging it because it was a problem with my headset cable. Uh, last week, we went to record, and it was so bad that it wouldn't work anymore. So on the 16th, I ordered a new headset cable, replacement cable. I use an Audio-Technica BHPS-1. It's a professional broadcast headset. Uh, the cable for it is an XLR microphone cable. So it's split with like a 3.5 millimeter jack and a uh, XLR microphone input that plugs into my Focusrite Scarlett 2i2 USB interface. Um, yes, yes, for you audio nerds out there hopefully that makes you happy um the cable itself was 40 bucks i ordered it when we were recording on the 16th i actually recorded it during the show it shipped in that hour and a half that i ordered the cable i was like great i selected two-day shipping uh, i should have it by tuesday the 21st because i was accounting for juneteenth because the 20th was a federal holiday where Juneteenth fell on a Sunday. Well, it got to uh, ship from New Jersey and shipped to Mississippi instead of Virginia. It shipped to Mississippi via FedEx Smart Post and sat there until Friday night, uh, the uh, this past Friday night. And then it got here on Tuesday the 28th. So it took it 12 days when I selected two-day shipping. It sucked. But... New cable replaced. Sounds great. Yeah. Well, let's see. Uh, what else? Did, well, I mean, the big news is started some new Dungeons and Dragons campaigns. Yeah. Uh, I'm running two of them right now and potentially a third soon. Who knows? Uh, we'll see how that goes. But yeah. yeah. Uh, on Monday, Monday nights, I'm playing with, I'm DMing. Um, but it's my baby sister and her husband, uh, two of their friends, and then Bambi, who also played in a campaign with Greg and I before uh, last year. Uh, we are all playing together on Monday evenings from five to nine, and it's, so far it's been a fun time. And then this past Tuesday night, uh, two nights ago, uh, I'm running another campaign uh, that has Greg, our friends, Andy and Mark, and then a couple of other of their friends, uh, the two Chris's and Robert. <laughs> and, you know, I was worried how that one was going to go, primarily because you guys all live on the West Coast within an hour radius of each other. And yet, yeah. you know, I'm on the East Coast, so there's a three-hour time difference, and a lot of those guys don't get in from work until after 8 p.m. So it was like 11.30 when we got... Well, it was after midnight for me when we actually got started. Yeah. It was it was approaching <clears throat> fucking 3 p.m. when you called it. 
It was it was two twenty four a.m. when we finished, and I was just like, "Oh man, I'm tired," but it was a great time nonetheless. Uh, yeah, but yeah, you know things have been going pretty good. Uh, got some exciting stuff on the horizon that I'm not at liberty to discuss just yet, but you know, more time. Oh. I, I did. I did a thing. I did a thing. I stepped out of my comfort zone and did a bold move, and I posted a picture of myself, full body photo of myself in my bathing suit on Facebook. I saw that and Instagram. So I was like, you know what? If it helps anybody that struggles with their body issues, it's totally fucking worth it. And you know, been a nice positive response overall from everybody. I'm just like, fuck it. I don't care. I've gotten to the age where I don't give a fuck if it upsets anybody or if somebody thinks it's fucked up or if anybody, you know, has qualms with it. I don't fucking care because I'm going to live my life and I have no fucking regrets whatsoever. And it was fucking liberating to do so. (laughs) So how about you? How's your week been? Uh, It's been all right. Uh, It's been very stressful. Um, A lot of stuff been going on. I, uh, so I, I had a, had a huge argument with my dad. So I, I, as a lot of you, I'm sure know, I caretake for my parents. And uh, one of those things that I do is I do a lot of the medical stuff with my dad. Um, and he uh, he really wants to go on home dialysis because that, that clinic is depressing. Um, and I totally get it. Uh, but like we get like, so I was told like, oh, it'll be like, Class would be like maybe six hours a week, right? Like two hours here, two hours there, whatever. I was like, that's nothing. That's that's fine. Six hours a week is nothing. I can, you know, whatever. And the 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 machine itself is like maybe the size of a briefcase. You could easily put it on a plane. Okay, cool. Cool, 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 cool. Um, the only thing you'd have to worry about is that you get supplies for a month and the boxes that you'd have to put into the house are, are, are pretty big. So you'd have to find a space for those. I'm sure we could do that. Maya? I'm, I'm listening. Oh, there was something in the background that was real loud. Oh, that was an alert on my phone. Sorry. No, 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 no. Like, it sounded like static. It's gone now. It's that's, entirely gone now. That's weird. Like, it's it straight like, you'll, you'll hear it when you listen back, but that's why I stopped, because I was like, did the mic disconnect? What the fuck was that? Um... Because it sounded very similar to the problem that you were having. That's why I was like, oh. But now it's gone. It's completely fucking gone. That's very strange. Hmm. And anyway. Um, so the machine itself is about the size of a briefcase. So that's what they, that's what I was told. It was just it was just basically this, the, 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 the supplies that was going to take up room. So we get to the clinic on Thursday. And it's like 100 fucking five out. We have no AC in the car. So now I'm already hot. It's like 2 p.m. I'm like, I'm like, oh, I haven't eaten lunch yet. So we'll, we'll get lunch after we're done with this. Um, we get into the office and the girl's like, yeah, so here's the machine. This is what it looks like. A briefcase is about yay big, right? And then you open it up and it's got, you know, whatever, right? You know, standard briefcase is about the size, a little bit larger than a laptop. Yeah. 
you know this this thing is the size of a fucking microwave maybe a small microwave but a microwave right granted it's really light still bigger than they told and i kind of showed that away and they were like and this thing that it's on is where all the the uh, dialysis liquid goes into and i'm like that thing is massive like it, you know, like those totes that you can carry that like, like the 10 gallon, 15 gallon totes with the lids. Yeah. It's about the size of that. Oh, wow. Maybe a little bit bigger. And I'm just like, Oh my God, that thing is fucking huge. Like we're going to have to rearrange dad's entire situation over there in order to get that in there. And then she goes, and that machine has to hook up to a water main. So we'd have to like drill a hole in the pipe of your bathroom. And I'm like, Oh God. And so then we're not going to be able to do this because we rent. We can't do that. So my dad mentions it and she goes, oh, would we be like, if that's the case, then we can, I guess we can hook it up to a, to like a faucet. You just can't use that faucet for the time that you're doing dialysis. And which uh, would make sense. Um, she goes, but it's not like the ideal situation. And dad's like, well, you know, it's our only situation. It's our only option. And she's like, okay. I mean, I get it. Um, uh, She's talking to my dad about like how the pipes would go through the house, and I'm just sitting there going, "This is ridiculous. Like, this isn't going to work. This is this is ridiculous." And I keep my mouth shut. I'm just getting more like I'm just kind of grinding my teeth, trying to not make a scene. And then she goes, uh, "Dad says, so what about the classes?" And she goes, "Oh, those. So here's what I remember hearing." She goes, "So the classes go Monday through Friday, and each class is about five hours long, and you have to take thirty of those." 35-hour classes. So you're looking at 150 hours of certification training. Yes. And I'm like, I'm like starting now. Now, now it's becoming just way overwhelming. And, but I'm keeping my mouth shut. I don't want to cause a scene. I'm like, I'll just talk to my dad afterwards. I'll, I'll you know, like on my way home, we'll, we'll discuss this on, you know, whatever. He will not stop fucking pushing the issue. He's just like, Greg, you're clearly upset about something. You need to talk to me. Blah, blah, blah. I'm like, Dad, I I am upset. Let it go. Like I will talk on the way home. And he goes, "No, we need to talk about it now." We need, like we need. I was like, "Okay." So we start talking about it, and I'm I'm relatively calm. You can clearly tell I'm irritated. And I go, "This isn't gonna work." And and that's kind of how it started. But it it it, it like he what he didn't want to listen to me because all he could see was like I don't have to leave the house. That's yeah. all he could see. It, it like and he kept sitting there saying like and through the argument the one that that was really funny to me was he kept saying um uh this would be less time for you greg and i'm like how in any way shape or form is this less time for me and he goes because you don't have to drive me to the clinic three days a week and then pick me up again how is that less how is this less time for me and he goes, well, I don't understand how you don't see it's less time. I go, it takes me 20 minutes there to draw, to, or 15 to 20 minutes to take you there, 15 minutes to go back home. Then it takes me 15 minutes to go there and then pick you up and then 15 minutes to go home. That's at most an hour of my day. Yeah, an hour to an hour and 15 minutes, depending on traffic. What you were suggesting, Dad, is that me spending three and a half hours on a dialysis machine and sitting there next to him next to it, making sure that it's constantly working is somehow less time out of my day. 
well, yeah, you still don't see it. And he just refused. And it was just, it was making me angrier and angrier and angrier and angrier. And um, over time, there was, uh, like, I, I, I thought about it for a while. I was like, there are some benefits to this situation. Um, for example, if this move to Texas actually does happen, I'm still hoping that it doesn't. Um, at the very least, I now have the home dialysis ready to go. That means the the trip there, the the um, uh, we'll stop at a hotel and like do it, and and, and it only take an hour. So after about a so that's the thing. This is what my life would entail if we did this. Um, for about a month, my dad and I would be going to classes. Uh, before he goes to regular dialysis. And then I would sit, I would go with him to regular dialysis and sit there through the entire dialysis. Um, so that's why she said it was five hours, by the way, because my classes would only be about an hour to two hours long. And then I would do that, sit there with my dad through. Okay. Um, fucking nightmare. So, uh, I would do that for about a month. And then for the following month, after we get the dialysis, the home dialysis in, installed in the house, um, dad would, or uh, uh, it would take about three and a half hours to complete a home dialysis se- session because uh, the machine needs to get allocated correctly. And then once it's done, after about a month, then we can do one hour sessions at any point in the day, anytime we want. Um, and I'm like, so what, what you're willing to do, Dad, is forfeit an entire month of my time so you can do this. Well, it'd be part of my time, too. I'm like, Dad, you have a lot of fucking time. You have so much free time, it's not even funny. I was like, you are a disabled fucking retiree. <laughs> you have the time. I necessarily don't. Like, this happens, I don't have a fucking social life. And he goes, oh, yeah, I didn't think about that. I'm like, I know you fucking didn't, because you never do. So it's just it's just this constant, like, back and forth with him, because he, he, again, refuses to see it from my point of view. And it's like, I see it from his point of view. I get it. That fucking place sucks. <laughs> it just does. It's terrible. Yeah, yeah. But it's like, it's also like you're you're putting a lot on me. For your comfort. And I don't personally think that's fair. So. But. It also is what it is. Like I don't have. I don't have the option to relate. Because there are benefits from doing the home diocese. For us as as a family. Yeah. Uh, The other angle is that it would make me getting my certification. For being like a paid home health aid. A lot easier. So there's that, but, but yeah. And then, and then like the guy shows up, like my dad's doing dialysis and the guy who runs that clinic, he shows up and he just goes, so you and your son were like the talk of that place for like a couple days. I was like, really? Oh, we did get super fucking loud in that hot in that office. So (laughs) like that poor nurse, that poor fucking nurse. 
Like she, the look on her face when we were like arguing, she just like, cause I, I was trying to not argue. Like I was trying to not make that scene. Yeah. But again, my dad just kept pressing it and she's just in there like, <laughs> and so she, she leaves, she leaves. She's like, I'm gonna let you guys talk. So we talked, we got louder and louder and louder. Cause he, again, he just wasn't listening. And, uh, and then she comes back in and asked her a few questions, like measurements of everything. So I could like measure it in the house and. Um, I asked her a couple more questions that could, that could come off the top of my head. And, and she goes, well, why don't you guys go ahead and go home and talk about it and think about it. And then we'll, you know, we'll reconvene once you guys come up with a solution. And we get into the car and it was like that same argument all the way home. Cause he just wouldn't, he just refused. He refused to see it from my perspective. He was being extremely selfish. And then it was like the next day I had to take him to dialysis and I talked to him a little bit about it, but I was like, I tried to keep my calm. And and it wasn't until Monday that he fully admitted that he just re, that he didn't want to see it from my perspective. Was what it was. Not that not that he wasn't listening; he just didn't want to. Damn. And I'm like, that's kind of fucked. It's kind of fucked. But other than that, it's not been too bad a week. New new season of Fall Guys came out, and if you know me, I fucking love that game. So that's all I've been playing. We played uh, it this morning. Yeah, we did. They put in Halo characters in it, so I was really happy about that. Because I do like Halo quite a bit. Um, Well, uh, before we get into the bad news stuff, because there's a couple things I want to bring up in regards to bad news. Uh, because they're important and you should hear about them. I want to play a little game with you. Okay. So the 22nd annual Gathering of the Juggalos is happening August 3rd to the 6th. They have put out a flyer of all the people that will be there to perform. There are some names in here that are wild. Uh... I'm going to name a couple, and I want you to tell me if they're real or not. Okay. Um, so we have Dana. No, no, I thought that said dementia. This is not say dementia. Okay, let me find a fake one. Let me find, oh, like I'm looking. I'm looking for fake and real, you know what I mean? Like I'm looking at it. I'm looking at this list, and I'm like, I can come up with one. Um. Egyptian lover. Huh. <clears throat> huh. It's real. It is real. Um. Gooch liquor. Oh, that's real. Nope, I made that up. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> hey, that uh, was that fucking name on Fall Guys the other night. It was, yeah. That's, yeah. Although it was Gooch Lipper. It was Gooch Lipper, yeah. But still. Um, HO9909. Yeah, it's got to be real. It's real. Um, American Overdose. Probably real. Real. Um, I'm trying to think of one while also looking at this list. And then having both in my head and then saying, which one? Uh, 
Uh, I'm just going to name a few. I'm trying to come up with them. I should have put a little bit more thought into this, but I was like, oh, we don't have time for a game. But I was looking at this list, and some of the names are just fucking wild, so I'll read a few that I see. So we have Babytron, um, Fat Nick, Mushroom Head. Oh, I used to listen to a lot of Mushroom Head back in the day. <laughs> uh, Odd Squad Family. Oddly enough, Sir Mix-a-Lot's going to be there. Um, uh, let's see. Oh, there's a tiny one down here. Clooner. Just Clooner. Clownvis. C-L-O-W-N-V-I-S. Clownvis. Uh, Fams and the Hooligans. Green Jelly. Just Green Jelly. You know how it is. In Dying Arms. Keegan the Creep Ass. Keegan the Creep Ass. Uh, Legs Diamond. Like a Villain. That's funny. Gorehounds of Snuff. Uh, I know know that... Go ahead. I I know that the Cybertronic Spree is actually going to be playing... Yeah, the their big headliners are in this order: Insane Clown Posse, Babytron, Big Hoodoo, Cyber Cyber Cybertronic Spree, Dana Dentata, uh, Egyptian Lover, Esham, Fat Nick, Hex with three X's, H O nine nine zero nine, K R S one. Oh shit! Uh, K R S one. Large Professor. Mike E. Clark, Mushroom Head, Odd Squad Family, Onyx, uh, Ouija Mac, Ponya, or Powia, P O P O U, Poya, okay. Uh, Sir Mix a Lot, Slick Rick, Steel Panther, and the Executioners. Slick Rick. Steel Panther's great. I, I have nothing against them. They're like um, a fake hair metal band, and all their songs are like yeah. strong innuendos. Yeah, I'm familiar with them. I was just surprised. The reason I knew the Cybertronic Spree was on the list because, you know, I followed them on Instagram and Twitter and they fucking put a post up about it the other day, how they were excited. Like, straight the fuck up, I'll be honest. I I don't like a lot of that music that's going to be there. Not all of it. Obviously, there's some that I do. But most of it I'm not the biggest fan of. Same. But that's fun. Here's the thing about the Juggalos. We can rip on them all they want, but they actually are solid. They genuinely help each other out all the yeah. fucking time. Oh, yeah. Uh, they are, like, they legit act like a family. Um, mm-hmm. Like, a, a lot of people were talking about, uh, what's that big metal festival that has in Sacramento? Um, Aftershock. Okay. Aftershock's a big metal festival, right? You'll probably get better camaraderie and cooler people to talk to at a at an app at an aftershock than you will a fucking like country show. Well, yeah, but people wouldn't expect that. So, as weird no, as the people, jugglers are, people at a metal show take care of each other. It's just like you know the gathering of the jugglers. It's like. Everybody knows what they're there for. They're there for a good time. And like, you know, getting down in the pit, which when I had two legs, I used to do a lot at shows. I loved it down in the pit. 
you know, it gets brutal in there, but if somebody gets knocked down, people are there to fucking help you up and yep. go back to fucking thrashing around. Yeah. Yep. It's it's awesome. Like also they'll help people who are lost. If you if you just say like, hey, I'm trying to find my people and I don't know where to go. Like, they'll help. They'll fucking mm-hmm. help. Like it's it's wild. Like so we could sit there and make fun of juggalos all day. It's easy. It's fun. Whatever. But uh, also, like, they have something a lot of us don't. And that's a huge fucking community of people to fall back on. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, they they walk to the beat of their own drum, but they do take care of the, each other. And they truly believe in the whole family concept. Exactly. Um, so one last thing before we get into our shows, because, again, this is going to oh, be a long fucking episode. What's up? You didn't hear that, did you? No. Okay. A pop-up for some reason. Anyway. Gotcha. Um, so, like I said, uh, like I've said multiple times of the week now, like, um, we're going to be talking about things that are important. We're going to be using this, this platform as a way to boost things that need to be done and said. Um, and right off the bat, fuck spe- six specifically on the Supreme Court. Um, Roe v. Wade was overturned in the last last week. Yeah, last Friday. Last Friday, and eighty percent of the United States is against it, which should speak volumes to what is wrong with our country and the Supreme Court existing. Um, it is wild to me that the Supreme Court doesn't have term limits. It's wild to me that the Supreme Court is chosen by the president. Um. It, it's unfathomable to me, fathomable, that the way our system works has allowed for the Supreme Court to overturn Roe v. Wade. Um, and it's frustrating. It's extremely frustrating. Uh, I do want to add a little bit of light to this terrible scenario a ton of companies a ton of companies are putting their foot down in regards to this um and when i say a ton of companies i'm talking about a bigger list than i'm than i could read right now that would probably go for 10 minutes like no joke it is a slew of companies they are willing if a woman has gotten pregnant and wants to have an abortion, but the state that she lives in has outlawed it, they will pay for that woman the entire fucking cost to go to a state that does allow it. Like, and I'm talking about big companies like Disney and Microsoft and Sony. And yeah. uh, no, no, it's not just everybody. It's their employees. Yeah, right. sorry. I should. Yeah, sorry. I meant there. Yeah, their employees. So like if some Karen off the street, you know, well, let's be fair. Karen would be pro life. Um, <laughs> yeah. Pro fetus. <laughs> but yeah, uh, uh, and I want to make it fucking clear: if you're okay with this decision, fuck off. We don't want you here. Straight up. Um, it is an incredibly uh, dam- damaging thing to society as a whole. Uh, this is not going to stop abortions. 
This is going to stop safe and legal abortions. That's it. That's all it's going to stop. And 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 it's only going to be in a handful of states. Specifically, the states that are very conservative controlled are going to completely outlaw it. And this is going to get women killed. This is going to get this is going to harm society as a whole. We are progressing backwards because of this. Uh, genuinely speaking, on a scientific level, if you look at this and you go, well, women shouldn't get abortions if they just want to have contraceptives, go fuck yourself. You're dumb as shit. You are dumb as fucking rocks if that is your argument. You have taken everything out of consideration in regards to that. Everything. And if, if a woman wants to use those contraceptives, so the fuck what? Hey, guess what? Just because 1% of everybody on welfare like fucking benefits from the system and 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 uh um uh where they don't need it and you go, "Hey, let's put a law in to stop that 1%." You're fucking the 99% over. You dumb piece of shit. God damn it. Oh my Angry. This is angry, Greg. Straight the fuck up. Did you see that cross-stitch picture I posted on Facebook? It says, be the light you want to see in the world, and it's a Molotov cocktail. <laughs> I did see that one, yes. Oh. Uh, I mean, I can, I, can, I, I can think of six people that should have been aborted. <laughs> My favorite one, oh, there's a comedian that was talking about that, and he said that... Uh, so he had this argument on Twitter with a woman, and she because she was like uh, she was pro pro uh, um, uh, uh, Roe v. Wade being overturned, and uh, her her argument was, "What if Jesus was aborted?" And so he was like, it "Was when he was thirty three, apparently, allegedly." Fair enough. Uh, super late term. Um, so. He says, uh, he says, uh, so when they go low, I have to keep in mind I'm a comedian and I have to go lower, um, which I love that joke. But he says, uh, so I come back with, what if Osama bin Laden was aborted? To which she immediately starts arguing it. And he was like, so you're cool with 9-11 happening then? <laughs> like, <laughs> like, it was amazing. It was so often. I'll have to see if I can't download it and send it to you because it's so fucking good. Like that comedian nailed her good. Was, oh man, it's perfect. But but yeah, it's it's um people argue their their concept of morality. And the problem is is that like if you go, hey, my religion tells me I can't do that, great, that's fine. No one's telling you have to do something that you don't want to do. Bodily autonomy is a massive fucking thing that we've had in this country for a long time that is very important to a lot of people. And you have full bodily autonomy when it comes to your belief structure and your medical history. However, when you use that same religion to fuck with somebody else's bodily autonomy, you're a piece of shit and you're going to your hell. You have harmed other human beings. And according to the Bible, according to Jesus, that's wrong. And you're going to hell. You're not, you're not doing some fucking grandiose major thing that's supposed to get you into the fucking, you know, beyond the pearly gates. That's not how this fucking works. 
read your actual read the book that you fucking put your entire goddamn life and personality behind please <sighs> anyway we should move on i'm just gonna have a headache uh, i want to bring up one last thing uh this is also bad news but we need to talk about it there have been in the year of 2022 by mid june 278 mass shootings it was 278. That is more days in the like in the year than there like we have had more mass shootings than how many days have been in the year so far. Yeah, yeah. I mean, today's June 30th as of recording. Um, six months have passed. That's 180 days, roughly. Yep. So we've had almost a hundred more mass shootings than we've had days in a calendar year. And 14 of those 278, um, more than four or more people have died in 14 of them. But please keep, please keep arguing how it's not the guns. Please keep arguing that as if that is a proper fucking argument. Nothing's going to advance in this country because we have a bunch of fucking uh, uh, gun-happy, gun-toting fucking patriots like y'all have made that word patriot a bad word and you don't even fucking realize it. I hate living here. I do too. I would l- rather live in any other fucking country on earth. Oh, and if your argument is like, well then just move. All right, you want to pay for it? Do you want to pay for me to move to a different country cuz I'll I'll happily move if you're willing to pay for it. But if you're not, then shut the fuck up cuz that's not how this works. Yeah. Okay, why don't we move on to happier things? Because it's just going to keep making me angrier as we as we go on. Uh, just had some great fucking news. Holy shit, I can't really say it out loud, but holy shit. Sorry, uh, I'll, I'll have to tell you after the podcast. I can't say it on air. Oh, that's you, fantastic fucking news. Can you instant message me right fast? Yes, 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 I can. Yes, okay. I can. Um, wow, well, everyone just got a whole like... Um, um, <laughs> your cock teasing in the audience. Uh, oh boy, oh boy. <laughs> I don't want to say that on air though, I really, really don't. Uh, for everyone listening, uh, we have six things to review today. Um, if you're still with us, great, welcome, we love you. Holy shit, that's awesome. Uh huh. <laughs> Um, God damn. Anyway, uh, so we have six things to review today. The six things are the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale, uh, Miss Marvel episodes three and four, The Boys season three, episodes five and six, Players episodes one through five, or basically what the current season's at, uh, Beavis and Butthead do the universe and Umbrella Academy season three. Um, all of like half of these were supposed to be done last week, but again, the mic situation happened, so we're going to review them today. Yeah, we um, recorded, we recorded, and then went back and listened to the quality of it, and it was just garbage. It was unsound. It was worse. Yeah, it was worse than last week. Way yeah, worse, wor- so. worse than the week prior. Absolutely. Um, so since we have six things to talk about, what we're going to do is use D and D dice to decide which one. I have them numbered on here. Um, and I'll just surprise you with one, which whenever chooses, chooses, and then we'll get into it. All right. So the first one we're going to talk about is players. Okay. All one right. Five. 
I guess we can be roughly brief about like the synopsis of the show because describing yeah. it would be difficult. Yeah, I, I, we got so much shit to talk about. I really don't want to go into an episode by episode breakdown on some of the larger things like this and Umbrella Academy and yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Players is an American mockumentary streaming TV series uh, created by Dan Peralt and Tony Yacinda. Uh, please forgive me if I mispronounce your names. Uh, it premiered on June 16th. Um, and it's a parody of sports documentaries that follows a fictional pro League of Legends esports team called Fugitive Gaming. Uh, this is made by the creative team that created American Vandal on the uh, on Netflix, which was one of the very first things we ever reviewed, actually. Um, yeah. And we loved American Vandal. We were upset when it got canceled after the second season. Because uh, the was, positive, I'd say the positive side about that is that both seasons were so good that these guys immediately got another show. Well, not immediately, but they ended up getting another show. And each season of American Vandal was its own contained story. Yeah, yeah. So um, this this show, you know, it goes heavy into esports culture and League of, Le- League of Legends culture specifically, um, and it does a phenomenal job of it. Yeah. Um. One of the one of the, the the bigger things in regards to uh, the fun surrounding the show is how well it implements the actual esports community into it. Um, yeah, yeah, the actual commentators and fucking uh, players, some of them old, yeah, old, uh, old retired players. Mm-hmm. Um. Like there's there's a bunch of people that are uh, like they're old they're old announcers or stuff like that, but they're they're playing themselves as if this is real, and it's really fucking neat to see. Um, everyone's kind of in on the joke, and it almost seems like the the community is kind of making fun of themselves, but in like a lovingly roasting sort of way, which I yeah. love. Yeah. Um, but like the other thing that I thought was really interesting was like they're actually using real like places that they compete in real life yeah yeah and all all the other teams in the fucking uh well just about all the other teams that they're the league went from 10 to 11 teams just to just to do the show (laughs) yeah yeah like cloud nine clg which is counter logic gaming uh clg was the favorite team of a former friend of mine that really explained everything that I know about league. Um, you know, I'm familiar with some of the teams. I was like, Oh shit, they're using the real fucking league teams in yeah. North America. They do use a lot of terminology and a lot of, um, uh, like info from, from league of legends specifically to kind of make sure that the world feels real and that mm-hmm. this get that this team takes place in. Um, so if you're, if you don't, know a lot you might like my dad just didn't really like it didn't, it didn't click for him like he wanted it to because he doesn't know esports he doesn't know league of legends so he was like the only thing i can connect it to is like sports stuff like actual sports stuff and i'm like well that's the funny thing is that this isn't just parroting esports like 
there's a whole line that's directly pulled from that Michael Jordan documentary that's on HBO Max. Um, it's it's the part where he says, uh, he's like, there's only two people on that list. It's, um, it's cream cheese and blah, blah, blah. There's no one else. It's just them or something to that effect. Do you remember that line? Yeah, yeah. That's directly pulled from Michael Jordan documentary. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, well, basically, you know, it focuses on the team Fugitive Gaming, but the the really the focus is about Cream Cheese, who is their the screen name, the gamer tag of their twenty seven year old veteran player, uh, and Organism, the seventeen year old phenom who they've signed uh, to a two year contract. Uh, you know, and it goes into a little bit of the details of how esports have become a very thriving uh, money-making thing, uh, you know, and how teams will live together and train together during the uh, seasons, leading up to the seasons. It's it's wild as fuck. I mean, shit. I, that house, nice as fuck house. It's got to be a set. Like I was trying, I was trying to think of like, did they build that for this show, or was it already exist? I'm sure it's an actual location that existed that they were able to rent or, you know, get on the cheap. Yeah. Oh, uh, that's the other thing about it is like, a lot of people have been criticizing the show on the idea that like they don't respect esports because they're kind of making fun of usernames. And I'm like, no, 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 no. I don't, that's like, that's part of the fun roast is that um, esports and playing online video games is a lot of fun, but also at the same time, it's really fucking stupid sometimes. Oh, absolutely. And that's what I love about these, the usernames that they give these characters. Um, that his like, <laughs> I love the bit of like, so his old username was Nutmilk. Yeah, and I thought, and immediately my brain went, "Ah, oh, it's a cum joke because it's an online gamer tag, right?" Yeah, that's what I thought. And then he was like, "But it's not. It's not. It was just like it's like if you have you know almond milk or something." But everyone thinks that it has to do, and I was like, "Oh, that's so fucking clever! Like it subverted what we thought it meant." <laughs> so I, I'm, I'm loving the show. Um, but so we don't get stagnant and stay on, you know, too, too much at one time. Um. Let's go ahead and give our final thoughts on a grade. Well, I'll let you go first. I give it an A minus. Um, I think that the show does suffer from um, having moments that just aren't funny and it's more world building. And I think that kind of takes away from the comedy aspect of the show. Uh, kind of like how every time something happens in American Vandal, it reminds you that it's stupid. Who drew the dicks? Where's the turd burglar? That kind of thing, right? It keeps reminding you of that. But there are mm -hmm. like legit moments in this show that feel like it could be real. Oh, and yeah. I very much feel that's a little bit of a detriment to the comedy of the show. So that's why it gets a lower grade for me. And it does that a lot in the beginning. Um, so, but that's me. But again, it's not a bad show by any stretch of the imagination. That's why it, A minus is nothing to shake its stick. Like it's not a bad thing. Yeah, yeah. But uh, I mean, I'll, I'll I'll give it an A. I find it to be thoroughly entertaining. Uh, 
when it is funny, it is outright fucking hilarious. Yeah. But there are many times where it feels like, holy shit, I'm not watching a mockumentary. I'm watching an actual, actual documentary. I, it's like they have put passion and love into this project, you know, and they're treating it with, I would say, respect uh, rather than disrespect because of how accurate they are making it. I mean, we've all seen gamers take shots of hot sauce. We've all seen it. Hell, I've done some it of us. So, I was going to say some of us have fucking done it. Um, you know, it's just the absurdity of some of the things that most normal people would find to be absurd, but really are a thing in gaming culture, is hilarious to me. It's just. I found it to be very enjoyable. I've already watched the sixth episode today before oh. we recorded. Uh, but yeah, it's it's well done. If you're into if you're into mockumentaries, if you were ever a fan of the American Vandal series on Netflix, uh, if you're into video games, or even if it's you're wanting to look for something different, check it out. It's on Paramount Plus. Players. There you go. Yeah. Um, all right, let's move on to the next thing. I have a 10-sided die here for five, so it'll be like one, two, three, four, five, six, so that sort of thing, right? Okay. Uh, we are talking about Boys Season 3, Episode 5 and 6. All right, the boys. So we do have to separate three. these two a little bit, just a little bit, because... Um, a little bit. Episode 6 says it's, is... It has so much in it that like stands out because of herogasm. Yeah. But um yeah, five five felt very lacking in a lot of stuff because episode six was so strong. Uh personally. Um I will say this though, because I do have a little bit of knowledge on the comics, I did read Herogasm. Um and I kept warning people who haven't read the comics, like, you're not ready. You're not ready for Herogasm. See, episode six is going to be insane. It wasn't as insane as I expected it to be. I kept seeing all these headlines talking about Herogasms, like, oh, it's never been this graphic. And I'm sitting there thinking, uh, they've, they've, I was like, this is just another episode to me. It didn't feel that wild. Yeah. It, it, it gets, it's much worse in the comics, like full on, like, penetration sort of shots and um like gross sex stuff like it's it, it's much worse in the comics i'll just say that without going into too much detail um so i was kind of surprised it was tamer it was like a lot tamer and that's that's you know that's considering you know we're talking about the boys here which is not a tame show by any consideration throwing ropes Fucking poor MM. Um, yeah. But uh, um, what I will say about episode, like, episode five, again, its own thing, fucking wonderful. Uh, because they really set up, like, Soldier Boy's purpose of being there and, like, his mindset of, like, somebody who lived in the past would not suddenly be just, like, this fucking, like, cool with how the world is now. 
Yeah. Um, especially somebody like him and having that be a part of his character. I'm just like, that's so fucking cool. Uh, but, uh, I don't know. And then, and then, uh, kill, what's her name? His old girlfriend that he killed. Crimson Countess. Crimson Countess. Thank you. Oh my God. Joe Rogan or not Joe, Joe, uh, not, wow. Uh, Seth Rogan's, uh, cameo was fucking hilarious. Yes, it was. God, that was fucking funny. Uh, I'm trying to think of what else happens in episode five. Well, that's that's where uh, Kimiko, when she's in the hospital, she discovers she doesn't have her powers anymore. That's right. And little Nina comes to Frenchie and says, look, you still owe me. You owe me another job. Uh, and he tries to uh, deny it. Um, which in episode six, she kidnaps him and Kimiko and his other ex-girlfriend that got him into this mess with little Nina. And, you know, uh, what is that noise? Uh, it's a leaf blower, um, like two blocks away from my house. I am impressed that you can hear that. Oh, okay. Because there's a leaf blower outside my apartment right now. Uh, the landscapers are out there. They've been mowing and doing the trimming, and now they have a leaf blower cleaning off the sidewalks, going that's, up and that's, down. That's crazy. Yeah. But, yeah, we, we see how that progresses, and kind of a running gag with M.M. and then also Butcher, uh, when they realized they were at the actual annual hero gasm, they're like, oh, Frenchie's going to be so pissed that he missed this. Which was I thought was funny. Let's see. What else did we see in episode five? Uh, Maeve gave Butcher another batch of the temporary compound V, the V24, and then actually got it on with him. Uh, yeah. Well, oh, yeah. Well, that's because at the end of the episode with Maeve, like... Homelander and Black... Her. Yeah, Homelander and Black Noir, they knock her out and we don't know what happens to her after that. She could be dead. She could be alive. We have no fucking clue. So that's that's a problem. Yep. Um, uh, oh, yeah. The Blue Hawk thing with A-Train. Uh, A-Train wants Blue Hawk to make a public apology about his over-policing of black neighborhoods and his treatment of black citizens. So he invites him to a basically like a community center in a black neighborhood and blue hawk is being very assholeish and not at all serious about his apology and they start getting upset with him and then they start chanting black lives matter and he comes back with all lives matter and then gets violent and actually paralyzes a train's brother nathan from the waist down yeah which, we see, yeah. Comes to fruition later. <laughs> Which comes to fruition in Herogasm, and that was awesome. Yeah. And seeing A-Train actually apologize to Huey and be sincere about it, and Huey just, like, not giving a fuck and just punching his light out, that was kind of satisfying. But I'm actually enjoying seeing a little bit of character growth in A-Train in this episode. It's like he really is trying 
But I mean, how much? To an extent, he's still he's still fucking like tattled to Homelander. Yeah, yeah, he still should have did what he did, and I think he's actually feeling some remorse. He's, I, I think he's actually feeling genu- genuine remorse for his past actions. But is it too little, too late? That's the thing. Oh, we'll see. I'm pretty sure it is. <laughs> yeah, we'll yeah. See. But uh, yeah, we in Hero Gasm we actually see. Soldier Boy and Homelander and Butcher on V get and Huey on V. Yeah. Going up against fucking Homelander. That was great. That was a great fucking fight. Like the way they choreographed that and it just looked so fucking cool. Um but that that final shot of episode six, after everything was said and done. After everything was said and done, and it's just that shot of Homelander in his suite in Vought Tower, kind of beaten up a little bit, and like there's this amazing moment where the camera backs out. And earlier we had seen like he didn't have anyone to talk to anymore. He didn't have anyone to bounce things off of because a lot of people are against him. A lot of people fucking hate him. Mm-hmm. And so he started talking to himself. Yeah. And his his mirror version was this like hard ass, you're the best, you're like you're better than everybody kind of attitude. But then in that final shot, that mirror version's gone. And my thought is that that version of the mirror, that mirror version of him is now who he is. Yeah. We have a fully like untethered homelander egomaniacal fucking terrifying dick bag well because like every episode of this season so far has made him more and more scary has made him more and more terrifying and uh what his next step is going to be i don't know i mean as of recording this oh sorry uh, as of recording this the new episode is out and i can't wait to fucking watch it oh is it out now uh oh it's it's fridays that it, i thought it was thursdays that it comes out i'm double checking right now uh oh come god damn it really have to type it in like it's your fucking biggest show amazon prime and i have to type it in <laughs> uh no, okay, sorry. So yeah, it'll come out. It usually comes out Thursday around six p.m. my time, nine p.m. your time. Yeah, I was gonna say last week it was around nine, but I still didn't watch it until Friday or Saturday. I can't remember what I was doing. I was busy. I mean, like when we're done recording this, I'm watching an episode of, of Players, and then I'm gonna go watch. Like when six p.m. rolls around, I'll go watch the boys with my folks. Uh, maybe not because I do have to work. Anyway, I know that tomorrow, as of recording this, like last two episodes of season four of uh, Stranger Things. So, yeah, yeah, which we'll be talking about next week. Yeah, very excited. But anyway, so why don't we go ahead and get? uh, uh, I I can't think of anything else to bring up in regards to um, those two episodes. So go ahead and uh, you start. Give a grade. Oh, these absolutely solid episodes. I'd give them both an A plus, to be honest. Me too. I don't know why we need to pussyfoot around it. 100%. Dad? 
they are wonderful, fantastic, hilarious, gross, gory. What, what I love about them so much, and I think the reason they deserve an A, is it's not just... It's not just the idea that, oh, it's a superhero parody. We have actual character growth for a lot of these characters. Absolutely. It's like you said, like MM has a lot of character growth. A-Train has a lot of character growth. Huey and, and, and Starlight have a lot of character growth. Um, hell, even Homelander has character growth. Maybe not in the direction we like, but it's character growth. Absolutely. So show is way more than its fucking parts and i love it <clears throat> all right so let's go ahead and roll for the next one have a four-sided die here it's actually a cool looking four-sided die it has like curved ends oh that's 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 wild i've not seen one like that yeah they it's designed so that if you step on it it won't fucking damage your foot you know that's how i lost my leg stepped on a metal four-sided die yikes uh, Miss Marvel, episode three and four. All right. So in the last two episodes, we have seen Kamala kind of deal. Like it's more about her personal life than it is the, the powers, which I love. Yeah. At least episode, episode three was more about her, her uh, family. Um, like her brother is, uh, you know, getting ready for his wedding. And, and that's, I think the other thing that's important about this show um, I don't know if you feel the same way, but showcasing Muslim and Pakistani culture in such a positive and wonderful light, I think is a, it's it's super fucking important for such a famous famous franchise to do. Oh, absolutely! It's uh, delightful to see, and I remember when we talked about this last week because obviously it's impossible to recreate the conversation that we had about episode three. But I one of the, <laughs> oh, I remember this uh, when they showed the actual Muslim wedding. Everybody was sitting down, to which oh, made yeah. you very angry because you found out all these weddings that you've attended, these Christian weddings that you've attended in your life, you could have been sitting down instead. Oh, so mad! It was inside too. It was inside. My, I've got, oh, I've done, I've done too many outside, fucking summer weddings. This motherfucker was in a in a uh, an air conditioned building, I imagine, uh, and they were sitting down for the. F- oh. Yeah, I'm just going to tell you right now. If you invite me to a wedding and it's in the summer, I'm not going. If if it's outside. <laughs> well, that's the thing. I've been I've been a, a member of the wedding party, so I've had like a tux on in the middle of the fucking summer. Angry. I'm sorry. Fucking angry. Like my buddy Brian, uh, he had his at his at his parents' house, and of course it's a Christian wedding because everyone you know I'm Christian, and uh, I I didn't have a I didn't have a tux on, but I had a suit, so I still had a you know ja- a coat jacket, and it was hot as fuck, and uh, I sweat through it, and I had to keep it on because if I took it off, it just looked like a fucking pool of sweat in different spots on my white shirt, and then my and then my buddy Justin had a full on like forty five minute. Christian ceremony up on that fucking stage. Then the remaining 30 minutes, we had to stand there for the actual, like, do you take him? Do you take her? Jesus. And then my brothers, my brothers wasn't Christian, but it was still outside. Granted, it was October. So I can't complain about my brothers too much. He, he didn't give a shit about the weather. So, um, 
But still, I had to stand for the whole fucking thing. <sighs> Muslims are way fucking cooler than Christians. I'm just telling you now. You've heard it here first, folks. I like Christian. I like I like Muslims more than Christians. Oh well, yeah. For one, they're not you know all pro fetus like you know. Anyway, we'll not get on that again. <laughs> uh, episode three, we. <laughs> We see uh, uh, Kamala is introduced to um, uh, Kamran's mother and her friends who basically tell Kamala that they are known as clandestines, uh, also known as jinn, and they're from the newer dimension, and that Kamala's great-grandmother Aisha was one of them. And that's why they need the bangle. The bangle is the key to them getting back home. But what we find out in episode four from what was his name? Walid. Uh, you know me and names. Well, I'm looking at the uh, Wikipedia episode breakdown. We find out that if the cland- clandestines actually, or clandestines, however you want to say it, However, uh, if they achieve getting the bangle and break through the veil of Noor, which separates their dimension from the human dimension, it would actually expand and take over and destroy the human dimension. Uh, so, you know, they're trying to protect Kamala and the bangle at all costs. Um, <clears throat> we see that. They come for Kamala because they decided they're not going to wait for her to find a safer method. They don't care about a safer method. They just want the bangle, and they'll do anything at any cost to get it. So they actually show up at her brother's wedding, to which she pulls a fire alarm to get everyone to evacuate the wedding to minimize injuries and potential casualties. Yeah. Um. Which in turn lands her in hot fucking water with her family, of course, Naturally. because nobody saw the uh, the gin come in, but somebody saw Kamala pull the fire alarm. Right. Which it was funny because like like people did see it and like people believed it, but when uh, when the woman was like, "It was Kamala," um, the her mom was like, "It wasn't Kamala." She was defending her, even though she knew she was right. Yeah, it was pretty funny. But uh, one of the things she sees is a vision. Uh, she sees a train, and then it has the destination Karachi on it. And then her grandmother calls her and says, "You and your mother need to come to Karachi." She's like, "Did you see the train?" She's like, "How'd you know I saw a train?" She's like, "I saw it too." So episode four is her and her mother actually traveling to Pakistan. Specifically Karachi. And, yeah, specifically Karachi. Uh, because, you know, Kamala's mom thinks it's, a, you know, they're going to visit because her mother requested it. But Kamala's like, no, I'm going for answers. And her grandmother tells her, you're trying to find answers. I think your answers are here that you're looking for. Um, <clears throat> and it was it was cool to see a little bit of the, you know, the Pakistani culture and city uh displayed it was very cool yeah i really like what this show's doing 
Very uh, colorful. Uh, very, very delightfully colorful. And, you know, no, uh, it's pulling no punches in highlighting the Muslim and Pakistani culture. And I think it's nothing but a positive thing. Uh-huh. I, uh, I fully agree with you. I think um, uh, one of, like, I know a lot of people were concerned because in the comics, her Pakistani background isn't necessarily a a detriment or a bad thing. What it is, though, um, is not a source for her powers um, in any way, shape, or form. And I think making that a source for her powers is extremely clever. I think I've yeah. said this already, but um, because people were like, oh, well, her powers aren't like stretchy powers. Okay, and like don't have to be. So I don't know, but I'm 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 loving it too. Let's go ahead and um, let's give a grade to this one now. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to spend too much time on the episodes themselves. Uh, we don't want to spoil too too much. We also don't uh, want this episode to be like that fucking long. Yeah, we're already an hour and five minutes in, and we still got three more things to fucking talk about. Right. <laughs> one of which being an entire season of a show. Yeah. Exactly. All right, well, uh, I'm going to just get uh, both episodes got an A for me. Um, I don't think that they're A-plus material yet. Maybe the season will be A-plus at the end. But um, they're really fucking solid. I think that the the thing that probably puts me off a little bit, and like the thing that's just not quite kicking it, is that it's, it is the story of a teenage girl going through teenage girl things. Yeah. I'm a 30-fucking-9-year-old adult male, white male, like... Of course, that's not going to click for me, but that's not the point either. I don't, it doesn't have to click for me. Um, but it, it's more the teenager aspect that I think kills it for me. Like, that's kind of like, oh, mm. like, I, like, I don't, I'm not going to sit there and watch Degrassi or some shit like that. So, You're but, not uh, no, not, not particularly. Huh. But, uh, uh, yeah. Uh, yeah. What do you, what do you, what do you, what do you agree? Uh, definitely give both of them an A, uh, you know, for multiple reasons that we've already mentioned and covered. Uh, very good. Worth checking out. Uh, you know, there are things I can relate to in it. There are things that I can't relate to in it. But that doesn't matter because it's storytelling done very well. It's got heart. It's got soul. Um, you know, I like the fact that you know, uh, the whole superhero aspect is kind of playing second fiddle to the main overall story of family. Yeah. Yeah, it's, 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 yeah, 100%. I totally agree with you. Um, but yeah, uh, go watch Miss Marvel if you haven't. It's fucking great. All right, let me get this thing ready, and then we got three more shows to get through. So let me roll the die. So we'll do one through four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. So one, two, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. No, so we need one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve. No, just I roll. Know. Just roll. I know, I know that four is divisible, or twelve is divisible by four. Yeah. Right? So it's top yeah. four, middle four, bottom four. Yeah. That is a one. That was a nat one. Okay. So Obi Wan Kenobi finale. All right. 
Um, I did not like it. I didn't hate it, but I did not like it. Well, um, it, it, it's like we've said before. We know the outcomes of most of the characters in the show. We already knew what their ultimate fate was, so it's not like it gave us much of anything new in the way. Uh, you know, it gave us an awesome fucking uh, confrontation and fight between Obi-Wan and Vader. But other than that, it didn't really give us much else. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it gave us a really cool new character. I love Reva. Like, Reva, 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 she kept me in the show. If it wasn't for her character, I don't, I probably, probably were going to lower grade. But she was by far the most fascinating. Her history, the, the, the path that she took, it's all great. It was all fucking like super fun to watch. And I, and I loved every second of her character. Uh, the, the problem is, is that it was over really quick because the show didn't want to explore her more. They, they, she was a vehicle for plot progression, and that's it. And that's upsetting. Which she did survive the show, so there is a chance that we may see, may see more from her in the future. I hope in so. some capacity, and I hope that we do get that. Yeah. But, but yeah, it's like you said, like, because my dad said, like, we finished it, my dad was like, it filled plot holes. And I was like, what plot hole did it fill? Well, like what happened in the 19 years that, you know, Obi-Wan was just on test. Like that was just it though. Before this show existed, that's just, that's all it was. Leia was with the Organas and safe and sound. And, and, and Luke was with Uncle and Baru and, and, and Obi-Wan was watching over him from a distance and hidden much like Yoda was. That's it. We didn't need any more. Because at the end of the season, all it does is like, well, how did Luke meet Ben? Who cares? At some point, he did. It's just the show felt needless, right? Like, and, and that I think that's the thing that also pisses me the fuck off about Star Wars fans is that I was really, really into this show until episode five. Um, because episode five became more of Hey, do you like these cool characters? Do you remember these cool characters? And episode six was by far the worst in regards to that. Um, like banking on nostalgia is you'll you'll lose me every fucking time. Every fucking time. So I was just kind of I was just kind of upset by that in general. Like the last shot of the show legit upset me. Oh, the uh Quagon. Yes. Yeah. I just like. And I know, I know what people are going to say. Oh, Greg, you always argue that Star Wars is for kids, but then you want all this like extra adult shit in it. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. You're correct. I always argue that. I, and, and whenever I have this kind of conversation, I have to keep that in mind. I have to keep in mind the show is meant for what Obi-Wan was in regards to a show. But also in the same vein, I don't have to like it. Like, yeah. 
and and I just didn't I didn't enjoy it as much as I think everybody else did. And it is what it is. It is what it is. But what, uh, what's up? What 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 grade would you give the episode itself? Episode six itself, a solid D. Like, um, I, I think the only thing that's that rises it above an F is the fight between Vader and Obi Wan. But even then, that fight was entirely like, like as it was cool, it was still like it's still banked on nostalgia pretty hard. So, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. You know, like I the whole understand. season, I, I I give the whole season a, a, a C. Like. It's fine. It's certain, like it's it's fine. I have nothing ne- necessarily against the whole season. I'm gonna do, but nothing that's holding it. Like it's it's got a passing grade. I think it's fine. <gasps> it's easily the mo- like one of the more forgettable Star Wars things that we've gotten in a while. But it's the same shit like with fucking that happened with Boba Boba Fett, dude. Like. I'm sorry. Those first six episodes made Boba Fett a much cooler fucking character. Or first four episodes, whatever. Um, a fucking way cooler character than we had ever gotten from him. It it built character on him. It mm-hmm. it, it it showed two different timelines. Like it showed it showed what happened after after Return of the Jedi, and like and then it fast forward to like current time, you know, to match up with 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 uh Mandalorian. Um, Mandalorian. And people were just like, it fucking sucks. And then the second they had that Mandalorian-centric episode, everyone was like, this show's amazing! And I'm like, why? Because you got a character that you already knew? The fuck is that? Oh, it drives me nuts, dude. It drives me fucking nuts. Now, I enjoyed episode six more than you did. I think I enjoyed the series a little more than you did, too. But... Most you know, it it still you know it does suffer from the fact that there were real no real stakes. You know, we didn't know there were there was no mystery as oh what's going to happen to Obi Wan, what's going to happen to Leia, what's going to happen to Luke, you know, what's going to happen to Luke's aunt and uncle, what's going to happen to Leia's parents, what's going to happen to Darth Vader. We already fucking knew all that shit, and we've known all that shit since nineteen eighty three. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. not 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 all of it because to be fair, Luke and Leia, their ultimate fate was, you know, in the past few years, but still. Well, I think that's the other thing that that like I thought was so cool about the show was, you know, Leia's interaction with with Obi-Wan. I thought that was really fucking cool, but people seem to hate it. At least that's the loud mi- minority maybe, I don't know. Probably the loud minority. I thought the actress that portrayed her did a fascinating job. Like, well, performance-wise, all around, everybody did a wonderful fucking job. Um, I think it suffers from, you know, there wasn't enough mystery about it. Uh, what little bit of mystery we did have focused on Reva's character, uh, and once that was gone there wasn't really much left you know and she was just kind of cast aside in an afterthought um but yeah uh i'd give the final episode a b 
just because I loved the fucking confrontation between Obi-Wan and Vader that fucking much. I thought it was great. I loved every <laughs> second of it. Although there was one thing I wish that when Vader had slammed him so hard into the fucking ground and made that hole around him, like cratered it up before he rained boulders down on him. I wish he had said something about who has the high ground now. That would have been funny. Yeah, that would have been, yeah, yeah, I agree. But uh, I'd give the series overall probably a B, too. Uh, I think the standout episodes were the earlier episodes, like two, three, and four. Yeah. Um, but overall, it's still worth a you know, still worth watching once. It's not a horrible series by any means. Yeah. I, I uh, never plan on watching it again. <laughs> like, just I have no, I have no desire. So, but um, yeah. I mean, it's a, it's a, it's an. Uh, to me, it's an okay fucking Star Wars thing. To me, it's like episode two. Forgettable. Yeah. Um, all right. So, we have two more things on our list here. One's going to take longer to, to talk about, but whatever. We're rolling the dice anyway, because that's the whole point of this episode. Odds and evens. Okay. Odds is to the top one, evens is to the bottom one. What that is say odds twice, evens to the top one, odds to the bottom one. It's a two, so that's going to Beavis and Butthead. Do well. the universe. Alright. <clears throat> so this is a movie that debuted last week, uh, on June twenty third, a week ago today, on Paramount Plus. Um it sure was a movie that was put on Paramount Plus. That's that's something we can definitely say about it for sure. I'm going to assume you didn't enjoy it. Oh, that's not true. I just no. don't know how to classify the movie. Well, it's it's essentially the exact same plot of Beavis and Butthead do America. More or less, yeah. Just redone for a 2022 timeline. Um fucking funny. I was I laughed my ass off through parts of this. I didn't. I don't think I I maybe chuckled a few times. There were a couple times early on that I laughed pretty hard. Uh I can't remember exactly what over. Which maybe it wasn't as funny in hindsight. I you know. Um uh, I'm just telling the truth here. I, I I I watched the whole thing. I what I thought was funny, and I don't think it maybe was intentional. How batshit fucking insane the first like 20 minutes of the movie are. Because the 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 the, the larger chunk of film that takes like maybe a little bit more than an hour to tell. Yeah. Um like they had to get to that point. And yeah. They were like, what's the fastest way we can get from point A to point B that sort of makes sense? And I'm watching it and the beat progression is like bump 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 bump. Is I mean it's it's fucking fast. Yeah, yeah, it is. Cause I, I was online with, uh just before we started recording and I was telling my PlayStation friends or the Fall Guys friends, like, so I'm gonna spoil the beginning of this movie to you. And I'm like kicking the nards. 
space camp. That's what it was. That's what it was. The fucking the nard kicking and then the fucking mechanical football kicking leg into the nards. I was like, I was going to, I was going to start this conversation. I forgot until now that every great Beavis and butthead adventure starts with kicking the nards. Um, but I, I'm telling them that. And I get to the point where I'm like, and then they're in 2022 and they're like, are you just going to tell us this whole fucking movie? And I went, that's the first 15 minutes. That is the first 15 minutes of this movie. And they went, that's the first 15 minutes. I went, uh-huh. They were like, holy shit. And I was like, yeah, it's quick. Which, admittedly, I mean, it is funny. Like, I'm not saying that this movie isn't funny. But it's definitely not, I didn't laugh out loud. I mean, there was maybe a couple moments I think I did. But realistically, I didn't. Maybe it's because the social commentary wasn't as high as I think it could have been. Well, yeah. I mean, it's Mike Judge. I don't think he wrote it. I think he just produced it and voiced it. So No, he wrote it. He did write it? Okay. Yeah. Him and uh, Lou Morton. Huh. I don't know. I don't know, then. He didn't direct it. No, no, he didn't. But he wrote the story. Yeah, uh, I'm looking at the IMDb now. <clears throat> Is co-directed. Um. Well, what things stood out to you? Like, what do you remember? What made you laugh out loud? Well, obviously, like I said, when they're at the science fair and Beavis is just repeatedly getting kicked in the balls, uh, it's always funny to see Beavis's poor dumbass get kicked in the balls and then not expect it to happen again, and then it fucking happens again. Uh, you know, uh. Basically, what happens, and we'll give a quick plot rundown. They're at a science fair. They burn it down. They're believed to be at-risk youth. And a judge sends them to space camp because the actual winner of the space camp prize was the winner of the science fair. But because they destroyed all the evidence in the fire, they didn't know who to send. So they're like, well, maybe space camp will turn these boys around. While they're at space camp, they become obsessed with a docking sequence of a shuttle uh, simulator docking with the space station. And they become so good at it that the uh, astronaut captain wants them to train with her so they could do it for real. And they're like, what, you want to do it with us for real? So, of course, they think they're going to score which is ultimately all they want to do because they're obsessed with the idea of them scoring. You know, she's wanting them to go into space to actually dock the shuttle successfully with the space station. Um, it's so they could actually, uh, because it was a, the reason they were going is so they could study a micro black hole, uh, take equipment up there to use to study it. Long story short, the mission goes to fucking shit, and there's only enough oxygen left on the on the shuttle and fuel to get five people back, not seven. So the captain just, you know, ejects Beavis and Butthead, and they get sucked in the black hole and come back in 2022, and the captain of the mission is now the governor of Texas. <laughs> and they're like, oh, 
she still wants to do it with us, I bet. So they're fun, trying to fun, find uh, the governor. Fun fact, that's the first 20 minutes of the movie. Yeah. All of that happens in 20 minutes. Wild. Fucking wild. Um, and genuinely funny. Like, I think that's that's the point I'm trying to make about, like, it was funny enough to keep my attention for an hour and a half, right? Yeah. But not funny enough to ever make me laugh out loud. That makes sense? I mean, I don't know how... No, no, I get it. I get it. You know, and the the 12-year-old in me is always going to laugh at some Beavis and Butthead shit. To make a comparison, we recently watched uh, the Reno 911 Search for QAnon movie. Now, I love love the original Reno 911. I I love the original Beavis and Butthead. This made me laugh, whereas QAnon did not. So I found this to be much funnier. Uh, is For it, sure, absolutely. It, it was essentially, though, uh, uh, just a modern-day version of Beavis and Butthead Do America. That's why it wasn't fucking like, gut-busting hilarious like that was to me back in 1996. You know? But this is yeah. still, if you if you ever got a kick out of Beavis and Butthead, this is worth a watch. I mean, it's not a horrible hour and a half of your time to spend. Not at all. I mean, if you if you even remotely liked Beavis and Butthead back in the day, this is this is good. Um, I'll say this much, and it's going to sound very strange. So they tried to bring Beavis and Butthead back for like actual episodes mm-hmm. quite mm-hmm. a few years ago, and it was bad. Back back in about two thousand eight, two thousand nine, two thousand ten. No. Actually, it was closer to about 2011. That's what I say. Like, I remember it being closer to 2012 in general, but um, let me type that in actually. Let me see if I can find it because I remember trying to watch it and it was just, it was just bad. They only did like six episodes and they were okay, but I don't remember. Did they have videos in it? Uh, I do believe they did. I think that was the part that I, that I said it was actually good. 2011 is when they brought it back. Uh, yeah, because the last episode was 97, and then 2011, they had 12 episodes, and that was it. Oh, they did 12 um, episodes. 12 episodes, yeah, and they were they were 30 minutes long with the same, like, uh, intermission of, of, like, an actual music video that they were kind of riffing on. And, and that was, like, the funniest part of the episodes, because everything else just wasn't very funny. Um, and I remember that very, very much so that I was just like, this isn't great. Maybe I'll find it funnier now. Like, like that was 2011. That's fucking, that was, that was 11 years ago. Yeah, yeah. Um, so there's a chance I could find it funny now, but, um, I just remember the time not enjoying it. So this is the first thing we've had to be with some butthead in a long time. And apparently according to IMDB, they're going to be making another season this year. So this isn't the only be with some butthead thing we're getting this year. I'm down for it. Yeah, I mean, crazy. hopefully it'll be better than what they did before. <laughs> that's true. Sorry, IMDb is also suggesting a bunch of shows I watched back in the day. Like, yeah, conservatives. Um, a George Carlin bit I shared this morning. Oh, Facebook. gotcha. Yeah. So it's like it recommends Beavis and Butthead do America, then Ren and Stimpy, then King of the Hill, which makes perfect sense. But then Celebrity Deathmatch, then Aqua Teen Hunger Force, then Robot Chicken. 
then Space Ghost Coast to Coast, then Daria. Daria makes sense. Um, All of it I watched. Squidbillies, <laughs> The Critic, Metalocalypse. Most of those are fucking outstanding ass shows. Actually, I think all of them are. I think all I think I like Celebrity Deathmatch is hard to watch now, by the way. Like it was really oh, yeah. funny back. Oh my god, it's so, like they tried to bring it back in 2007 and it was just it was not good and nobody watched it. It was real, it was a real problem. <sighs> Motherfucker. Yeah, what's up? I just noticed that I'm missing a part on one of my transformers that I oh, got. Oh shit. Well, why don't we go ahead and give a uh, final thought to this and a grade? Um, I gave it a B. Um, yeah, that sounds fair. Like it's funny enough to keep you going. It's funny enough to keep you kind of glued to what's happening. But it's not funny enough that I feel like it deserves an A. <laughs> like I do enjoy the idea of two teenagers being so astronomically fucking stupid that they get out of and find a way out of all of these problems. Like that's funny and that's enjoyable to watch, but um, I don't think I'm ever watching this movie again. I really don't. Uh, I don't want to say that I don't recommend it because I think I'll only recommend it to people who are even mildly interested. If somebody's like, I'm thinking about checking out that movie. I'm like, yeah, then go watch it. I think you'll enjoy it. But if someone's like, it was a butthead, I'm like, don't watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, if you were a fan of the old show, if you were a fan of the original movie, check it out. You won't have a bad time. But, you know, if you were never a fan before, you're not going to just suddenly start locking them now, that's for sure. Right. Correct. But you said you gave it a... Uh... I, I'd give it a B as well. Okay. Um, well, well, well. I think we're going to move on to our last show of the day. Uh, Jesus Christ. It's been a hell of an episode. Uh, uh, I almost said things. Uh, Umbrella Academy Season 3. The whole season dropped at once on Netflix, as, as they do, which I think they should change, but that's just me. Um, it benefit their platform is why I say that. Uh, yeah, so where to begin on this? I think the first thing I want to talk about is uh, how they handled Ellen to Elliot with Vanya and now Victor. Yeah, yeah. Fucking that, expertly. I think that was the best thing about the entire season. Arguably, um, arguably, yeah. You know, Elliot Page uh, transitioned during the last, between season two and season three. Um, and they handled it beautifully in season three. Uh, and what's great is we saw things that normal people probably wouldn't recognize right off the bat but people who have suffered from gender dysphoria uh and uh you know also sexual identity as well uh could see these these cues in vanya in the first two seasons 
so for Vanya to come to the realization, I'm not a female, I'm male, I'm Victor. <clears throat> and how it was handled and how she presented it, how he presented it, sorry. Um, <clears throat> because, you know, in the first episode, it's still Vanya. And then he becomes Victor. Um, but well, the other thing, as, as somebody who's not transitioned, but considers like one of my closest friends to be, you know, transitioned woman or a trans woman, transgender woman. Yes. When, when she comes up, sorry, when Victor comes up and says, uh, my name, like, they're like, what's up with, like, what would you do? And she's, uh, he says, sorry, I am so sorry. That's a thing. She, uh, he says, my name is Victor now. Is that cool? And they all, all of them, even though all their problems, all their shit that they've been through the last two seasons, they just go, cool. Anyway, so how are we going to solve this problem? <laughs> like, yeah. it was exactly how it should be handled. Like, still bring the person into the fold, still treat them like you did prior to the transition. Just be respectful of the pronoun and name. Now that's it. That's all you got. to do. Yeah. I mean, Jesus Christ. If you can, if you play video games, say Pokemon, you evolve a Pokemon. You don't call fucking, you know, right. You Pikachu. You don't call Pikachu Pikachu. Uh, when Pikachu evolves to Raichu, you call, Rachu, Rachu. I mean, come mm -hmm. on. It's not that fucking hard. No. And and this was a consistent theme through the whole season too. Or it wasn't just like that that one moment. There were moments where another character showed up, like when um the big dude showed up uh, later um, after after uh, Victor had already come out, and uh, um you know he was like he's like well what. What's up with this? And they're like, it's Victor now. And he was like, oh, oh okay. Luther. He's like, what else did I miss today? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that was it. Like his, re his reaction was exactly how it should be. And that's what I loved about it so much was that they're like, Victor's our brother. That's it. That's all, that's all that matters. Victor is family, and we got to treat them like family regardless of what happened. And yep. nobody fucked up in that family. They fucked up elsewhere. They did some fucked up shit this season. But that's where they didn't fuck up. And I was like, that's nice. That's really nice. Yeah. So. Um, well, that aside, the plot of the season um, has the, uh, the family, the Hargreaves, um, dealing with another apocalypse, except this is universal apocalypse. And not just... Uh, world apocalypse because when they traveled to the 1960s and last season and then now traveled to the future or back to their present time they found out that uh they 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 did they weren't supposed to exist which causes a grandfather paradox as they called it i was trying to think of the fucking thing that like that was eating everything um which they described as a series of black holes collapsing on its and on itself was what it was um, 
which was caused because of the grandfather paradox. Like that popped up because of it. And, uh, and it was eating the universe. And it was just, it, that was a really cool concept. But then there's all these other like little subplots going on. Like uh, this old man kept showing up and it turned out that it was like uh, in season two when Victor like saved his life as a bit, as a kid, she gave him some of his powers and that was a problem for him growing up. And uh, and that character comes back and there's a whole, there's a whole plot device there. There's also the sparrows and their whole shit going on. And like Luther and, and his like the now his girlfriend and like, there's so fucking much happening in the season, dude. So much. Yeah. Yeah. But the primary, like the, the overarching plot is like, they're trying to stop this orb created from the grandfather paradox. And the, 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 the couple times that they try something, it doesn't work. And, uh, uh, there's a lot of also very wholesome moments in the show too. Like absolutely when, when Luther gets married, like that whole wedding, the wedding at the end of the world was fucking fantastic. Uh, and then there was some fucking lighthearted and delightful moments in the very first episode uh, when the sparrows and the umbrellas are having their showdown. Uh, one of the sparrows has uh, the ability to spit a hallucinogenic venom mm -hmm. and she hits Diego with it. And all of a sudden they're doing a dance off to Footloose. Yeah. Which was fucking hilarious. I because it didn't tell you that it was a hallucinogenic moment, which was I thought was great. I was like, yeah, that's fucking funny. Um, I don't know. There's just a lot that happens in this season, and it is highly enjoyable. Um, it also uncovers like sort of Deus Ex Machina, but I'm not really going to call it that because that's not necessary. Um, like it creates more backstory for characters that already had a fuck ton of backstory. Like, um, I can't think of his first name, but the guy who basically created the Sparrow slash umbrellas. Um, do you know what I'm talking about? What, what was that again? I'm sorry. Um, when, What's the guy's name that created that created the fucking umbrellas? Oh, Victor Har or Victor, uh, Reginald Hargreaves. Reginald Reggie, I guess they call Sir, him. Yeah. Sir Reginald Hargreaves. Uh yeah. Like it turns out that he um, he has this very sordid history, which we already knew, right? Yeah. Um, and I thought like. Oh, adding to it's going to be a problem. Adding to it's going to be difficult. And they went, nope, nope, it's not going to be difficult at all. <laughs> not even a little bit. I was like, okay. <laughs> so there was a lot of that. Um, whole like pocket fucking dimension that exists. That's like, like, like it's technology or something. It was just the whole season was fucking wild, dude. Uh, but yeah, there's just a there's a ton of stuff that happens this season, um, like and it's layered, but also like expertly told that there's enough like 
at the end of every episode, there's there's mystery as you progress that you're like, what the fuck was that thing? Like they introduced it to us, but then they kind of took it away and it didn't it didn't it none like a lot of it doesn't make sense until like towards the end of the season. And it's really clever. While on top of that, like doing really fucking smart and really clever uh, character design, like character character growth with a lot of people um, in unique ways too. I feel. I'm. Um, I was very pleased with how they handled Victor. Obviously, yeah. I was very pleased and absolutely delighted with Klaus. Uh. Loved Five, loved Diego and Lila. I really enjoyed Luther's arc. Could not stand Allison this year. Could not stand what they did to her character. With who? Allison. Allison? Why is that? I just think... um, for her to get as upset as she did. Uh, I think her anger was misplaced at Victor. And as a result, I feel that they fumbled the writing on her character in a lot of ways because she had strong progression in the first two years in the first two seasons of the show. I mean, I disagree. Can I explain why? Mm-hmm. So it made perfect sense to me that she would be incredibly upset that what she worked for in the second season was gone. And the first. I mean, you know, I get that she's angry and I think, hurt and devastated. And I think that that was, a, was amplified when she found out that Vanya sorry, Victor had lied about the old man. That because that old man had killed their parents, causing this problem to manifest and didn't tell anybody is what sent her over the edge in regards to how she over, how she, she, don't get me wrong. It was an overreaction, but I don't think that it was poor to character. Does that make sense? No, no, I understand. I just hate that it happened to her character in that regard. Um, yeah, I, I get what you're saying. I just don't necessarily agree. Yeah, that's, that's, that's fair. I just feel that, you know, she... I. I for the most part, I don't want to spoil the ending. It's hard to talk about without spoiling the ending too. But there's just certain things that I just feel like, hmm, it's just how could they handle have handled that differently? I guess and kept her likable because she did some things that cause some intense dislike. You know what I mean? Absolutely. I think I think from an audience perspective and us knowing like the the truth and all this kind of stuff um uh it, it definitely feels off. Like 
to us, it's an overreaction. To to the audience, it's gonna be an overreaction, and we're not supposed to agree agree with her reaction. I'm using that word too much, um, but it but it doesn't matter because a character's like growth and choices make sense to the story. If that makes sense to the story, and I feel like Allison's. I think the one the one part that a lot of people are probably going to disconnect from Allison on is especially at the wedding at the end of the world, where Victor comes up and apologizes for everything and says, "I should have told you," yada yada yada, and she says, "I don't forgive you." That's definitely in the bank of like you're overreacting, you're making too much, you're making a mountain out of a molehill here, and and I don't think that we are supposed to agree with her. Hell, the the fucking characters don't agree with her. Yeah, yeah. It's just, I know, uh, well, of course, I'm viewing it from um, the perspective is, well, they can fix the, the timeline once they know what's wrong, is how I'm thinking of it. And it's like, these problems can be solved, hopefully, it's just like, I don't know. She was really upset over the whole mothers not existing, so therefore they don't exist. You know, that I just thought she was way too angry at that. Sure, I agree with you. I wholeheartedly agree with you. And as a result, her, her anguish that she was going through already for the other losses in her life that I won't spoil... Um. I just felt it was really out of character for her. And I just felt that it made her unlikable in a lot of ways. And I hated that because I thought she was a great character. I still think she's a great character. Like, I think that. Oh, I don't. Yeah. I don't think that she's not. I think she's, she's still a great character and everything. I just think that it caused me to like her character less. And I hate that. I see, yeah, yeah, I see what you're saying. I totally understand that. I think um, next season, with with given what happened, she got what she wanted. They yeah. did not. Yeah. And I think that's going to come into play big time. If there four. is another season, if there is another season, because they said they have designed it for four seasons and that's it. Um, That's great. I think shows... Shit, like honestly, a lot of shows need an ending. And given fucking Netflix's track record, yes, yeah, smart choice. Fucking end it, end it. <laughs> like, put it, you know, give it, give it its ending, and 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 say goodnight. But um, that's interesting that you felt that way about her character. Yeah. I get what you're saying. I totally understand it. Uh, and I don't think that you're wrong in the way that you felt about it. I mean, I, I, I felt the same way. I was like, I was like, man, you're, you're, you're giving Victor this really shitty fucking angle because of your misunderstanding of the situation. Do I think Victor was wrong in holding back information? Absolutely. But she also knew that 
had she said something that that reaction might have happened as well of like of the others killing him. And I think Victor made the right choice in, in not telling them uh, right away. It was the, it was the fact that, that Victor took or kept that information for so long is the problem. Yeah. Or at least would have been a bigger problem. But again, you know, as I like to point out about shows, you know, characters aren't us and characters have to make poor decisions in order for you know story to make sense. Yeah. It's yeah. like, it's like, I don't want to watch a horror movie that's five minutes long because all the, all the teenagers made the right choices and got away. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. So as much as I don't agree with Allison's choices this season, I do feel it made sense for her character to act that way. Personally. But, you know, it is what it is. Well, what do you think about the... Because that was the thing, is I remember in season one and two, the threat of the end of the world was always there. But it was never quite visualized, unless it, like, did a flashback of five being in the past. Or, sorry, being in the, in the alternate future. Mm-hmm. But this season, it was like that ball kept growing and growing and eating the world. And I was like, this is a really cool visual. Yeah. You know, when it gets to the end, there's just a couple of city blocks left focused around the hotel. And it's like you're literally sitting on the edge of the world, uh, you know. Yeah. Yeah, it was awesome. It was very, very cool to see. Do you think they got transported into a different timeline, or do you think like they've just reset everything? Because I because the that pan out after they decide to walk away from each other, uh, Harker's everything. Yeah, it looks like not only did Allison get exactly what she wanted, but so did he. But That's what I was thinking. Else. It was like everything that he was maneuvering on that computer was everything that he wanted, and then like when they killed him. Um, was it Victor that killed him? Yeah. Yeah, when Victor kills him and then she presses the button, that's why it gave her what she wanted, but everyone else got fucked. Fucked, sort of. I mean, Luther seems happy. And then he found out that his wife didn't exist or whatever. But it was a wild season. I just want to, you know, I just commend the show for doing so much in eight episodes. 10. 10, 10, episodes. 10 episodes. Sorry, 10 of Yeah. It was, it was a lot. It was a lot. And you had to keep up with a lot of it, too. So I don't know. I, I want to give it an A. I'm going to say it's an A. I, I really yeah. fucking enjoyed it a lot. Yeah, I concur with an A. Uh, I don't think it was A, plus, but there were a couple of standout episodes that were. But overall, the season as a whole would be an A. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so uh, well, that's that, everybody. The, Good the, lord, the running gag, you know, with alternate Ben, it's like I like our Ben better than you. Why do you guys keep bringing our Ben, your Ben, because he's dead? <laughs> yeah, uh, that was pretty funny. I do, I do also like how they brought in that that actor was back, but now he's playing a different character. Yeah, a completely different role. The same role, but a completely different version of the yeah. same role. 
It's awesome. It was like, I was like, oh, that's rad. Um, well, 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 that's going to do it for us, folks. Good. Good Lord, this is a long episode. Um, next week is also a little bit heavy, but that's okay because things are ending and we're not going to have as much here in, like soon. I could be wrong about that. We just get fucking bombarded again, but June was a hell of a month for a lot of stuff. So, uh, yeah, next uh, next week we're going to be talking about Marvel, uh, Miss Marvel episode f- uh, five, The Boys episode seven, which is funny because both of those are the penultimate episode to the season finale. Uh, the Players episode six and the final two episodes of Stranger Things four. Because um, I like how they don't call it seasons; they call it like like a numeral numerical thing, like a like a like a movie series. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, but yeah, those those four things next week. Not as you know as much shit as it has been like we did today because this is also two weeks. But um, yeah, there's that. Uh, make sure you follow us on all the socials, which are listed down below. We'll try to keep you updated if we add anything. I doubt we will this upcoming week, but if we do, we'll let you know as best. Like I, again, we're really bad about it, but we'll try our best. Uh, check out the Teespring store if you'd like some merch, like a T-shirt, pint glass, uh, coffee mug sticker. Uh, just know that all the proceeds go right into the podcast. As a matter of fact, part of the proceeds that come from the Teespring store, I'm sure, helped with the mic situation. Uh, fuck you, FedEx. Um, uh, but yeah, that's also listed down below to go there. Um, if you want to watch the live feed of today's podcast, granted it's just me on screen, but if you want, if you do want to watch my beautiful face talking while listening also to Maya talk on occasion, uh, you can go to the YouTube channel, which is listed down below. I also do my soul mic. What what's up? What on occasion? Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, if you're looking for more podcasts to listen to about nerdy stuff or pop culture or what have you, go on over to the Nirvana Network. There's a ton of shows with a plethora of wonderful people just talking about all sorts of stuff. Uh, one of these days, I'm going to contact them about doing commercials that we can add into the middle of our show and vis-a-vis. Um, but yeah, go check that out. The link is also listed below on that. That's all I got for my notes. No, my notes, Maya, where can folks find you? I think you can find me on Facebook under my name, Maya Don Fisher. It's a public profile, which also has my Instagram and Twitter accounts linked to it. So it's your one-stop shop to following me and anything that I am up to, if you are so inclined. Uh, you can also catch me on a podcast called Figabangin', which airs every other Wednesday night at 8.30 p.m. Eastern Time on the Realm of Collectors YouTube channel. Uh, this week we looked at uh, a masterpiece trailbreaker from Fans Toys, their Outrider figure, uh, which was pretty cool. You can check that out if you want, uh, if that's your thing. But yeah, that's everywhere where you can find me. What about you, Greg? Where can people find you? Uh, you can follow me on all socials listed down below um, under Chub Rock Geek. I don't know why I said it that weird. It's Chubb Rook Geek on all socials. My brain just went fucking stupid because I need to take a nap. I did not sleep well last night. Uh, I do solo reviews of streaming shows on our YouTube channel from time to time. Um, I want I want to do one on um, uh, the past few movies I watched with my folks. Uh, like Jerry and Marge Go Large and Dog. Um, 
but I have to also find the time to do that. And with everything that I'm watching and playing and working and doing stuff, like it's just too much, not enough time in the world. Um, but yeah, that's uh, that's it. That's it on my end. Uh, guys, thank you so much for listening. Again, you got four things to watch to join us. That's Miss Marvel, The Boys, Players, and Stranger Things. And it's just new episodes for each of those. Um, so yeah. Uh, before we sign off, uh, fuck the Supreme Court, fuck the GOP, fuck the NRA. Donate and help where you can. Be a good person, and we'll see you next week. Take care, everybody.